Well, good morning. I hope you're doing well on this Saturday morning. I wanted to take a few moments and share a little bit of God's Word and have some comments. Um, We're looking at Jeremiah. I'm going to read out of chapter 42 and 43. And this particular part of Jeremiah is during the exile. And there's people that are left behind and they're about to flee to Egypt. They're afraid. The people are afraid and they're about to flee to Egypt. And I'm going to read part of 42 and 43. Then all the army officers, from the least to the greatest, approached Jeremiah the prophet and said to him, Please hear our petition and pray to the Lord your God for this entire remnant. For as you now see, though we were once many, now only a few are left. Pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do. I have heard you, replied Jeremiah the prophet. I will certainly pray to the Lord your God as you have requested. I will tell you everything the Lord says and will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be true and faithful, may the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord your God, the Lord your God, they're speaking to Jeremiah, sends you to tell us whether it is favorable or unfavorable. We will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you that it will go well with you, well with us, excuse me, for we will obey the Lord our God. Our words are very, very powerful. Very powerful. God takes us at our word and what we say matters. Continuing on, Jeremiah actually had to wait. He had to wait for God to speak to him. Verse 7 says, Ten days later, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, so he called together Johanan and all the army officers who were with him and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition, says. If you stay in this land, I will build you up and not tear you down. I will plant you and not uproot you, for I am grieved over the disaster I have inflicted on you. God says, I have inflicted on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon. That is an important statement. Whom you now fear. See, the people were in fear of what Babylon was going to do. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord, for I am with you and will save you and will deliver you from his hands. Now, I'm going to skip down because this is this is a lot of words. So I'm going to skip down into verse 40. And there's a lot more that it says. There's a lot more. I'm going to look at verse, I'm sorry, chapter 43. When Jeremiah finished telling the people all the words of the Lord their God, everything the Lord had sent him to tell them, Azariah and Johanan and some other people, (laughs) and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are lying. Now they're talking to the prophet of God. After people have been taken into exile and they're in fear and they're about to flee to Egypt. And this is what they say to the prophet. You're lying. The Lord our God has not sent you to say you must not go to Egypt to settle there. What did God say? Through the prophet. 
He said, don't go to Egypt. Stay where you are. I'm going to take care of you. Don't be in fear of the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to take care of you. Stay in your land because they're about to go to Egypt. And their response, you remember what they said? They said, we're going to do whatever God says. We're going to obey him. We're going to do whatever God says. What is their response after Jeremiah tells them? Notice he waited for 10 days. He had to wait for God to speak to him. He did not immediately respond in the flesh. He waited until God spoke and then gave the word, a word which they did not like, obviously, right? They were depending on Egypt for safety instead of God. So he gives them this word after they've said, we're going to do whatever God says. And they say, you're lying. The Lord our God has not sent you. You must not go down to Egypt to settle there. But Barak is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Babylonians. See the accusation? So that they may kill us or carry us into exile to Babylon. So Johanan and all the army officers and all the people disobeyed the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, all the army officers led away all the remnant of Judah who had come back to live in the land of Judah from all the nations where they had been scattered. They also led away the men, the women, and the children, and all the king's daughters. And I'm skipping down a little bit. And Jeremiah the prophet and Barak, they led them all away. So they entered Egypt in disobedience to the Lord. So they entered, this is verse 7 in chapter 43. So they entered Egypt in disobedience to the Lord. And I'm going to stop there. So the people are in fear. They're in fear and they're about to flee. They've been left behind and they're, they're in fear. They're about to flee to Egypt. Putting their faith in Egypt. And I want to take a moment, and I'm just, this is a book about Jeremiah by Derek Kidner. Very good, by the way. And uh, at the beginning of this section, which actually goes from chapter 42 to 44, it says the false hopes of Egypt. And in case you don't know this, in the Bible, many times Egypt represents the world. And I'm just going to read just a brief section here, and this is about chapter 43, the first few verses, some of which I read. And it says, if Jeremiah's audience is now speaking of the Lord our God, the words are spoken no longer with a fleeting humility, back in chapter 42, but with the arrogance that claims God for their side against Jeremiah. All along, they had regarded God as a power to enlist, not a Lord to obey. And they still cannot believe that his will can be radically different from their own. They can't imagine that their will can be different from God's. It must be the same. The prophet must be wrong. The one God sent, he must be wrong. So get this. People have been taken into exile, and those that are left by, they're in fear. They're about to flee to Egypt because they figure there's safety there. Think of it, Christian. Sometimes when things don't go well, 
We flee to other things. We flee to the world and other things that are not of God. And the prophet comes and tells them, stay where you are in your own land. God says he's going to take care of you. But they did not believe him. They did not believe him. They insisted that he was a liar and trying to deceive them. And if you keep reading it, it says what happens. My point here today, and I don't want to take a whole lot more time, but my point here today is to say this. Sometimes the ways of God are so, and when you look at the book of Jeremiah, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough book. They're so hard to understand. God's process of restoration sometimes had some really hard places, things he has to take his people through. And I'll tell you right now in our nation, we're experiencing it. We've been experiencing that for years. But God has to take us through that because of our rebellion to bring us back to himself. It's always about God restoring us to himself. And you know, many times in the history of the Bible, in the history of the Jews, I mean, they didn't think God was going to do what he, he, what he did. In other words, they didn't think that God was going to move them into exile. And their other prophets told, them, oh, God's not going to do that. And he did. God's not going to destroy the temple. And he did. Because he has, in the end, God has our good in mind. He knows what's best. And I want to remind you back when I first read back in 42, they said, may the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord their God sends you to tell us. They basically made a commitment. Hey, we're going to do whatever God says. And then after a period of time of 10 days, when Jeremiah gives them the word and says, this is what God says, they don't accept it. They say, nope, we're going to Egypt. We don't accept it. You're a liar and you're trying to deceive us. Basically, you're working for the Babylonians. It's really hard sometimes. It's really difficult in the times in which we live because we always want to encourage and uplift. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to tell you. For many years, I've been greatly concerned. Greatly concerned for the church, God's people, and greatly concerned for the nation. Because I see us going in the wrong direction in a lot of areas. Not that I'm the expert. That's why I pray. That's why I don't just pray for myself and my family and my circumstances I may be in. I pray for other people and for the nation because I'm concerned. And God's spoken to me about those things. And I'm telling you, the concern is this. God's been warning this nation for a long time and we haven't listened. And see, the problem is when you look at this in Jeremiah, it speaks directly, directly to situations we have going on today where the truth is no longer accepted. Say they went to the prophet and asked, pray for us. We want to know what to do. I mean, in the beginning, that's what that, we don't know what to do. We're in fear. We don't know what to do. Tell us what to do. And when the prophet tells them, they don't accept it. Sometimes what God has to say to his people to us individually and corporately and to our nation is hard. It's not what we want to hear. But remember what Kidner says. 
They just, they couldn't believe it. <laughs> God's way has to be my way. They couldn't believe that what they wanted wasn't what God wanted. They couldn't, it couldn't get, sink into their minds. They couldn't accept it. And because their hearts were hard. They wanted help. But want, they wanted that help to be exactly what they chose, not what God chose. And sometimes what God has to say is not easy. Listen, you cannot pick up this book, <laughs> the Bible, and read it. Read all the way through. Not just certain parts, all the way through. The whole counsel of God. And see, there's some tough parts. Sometimes God has to say tough stuff for our good. The truth is for our good. So we can be restored to God. Maybe certain areas that need to be restored. Individually, corporately, and nationally. I am still very concerned, obviously, for the people of God and for the nation. Because I'm telling you, as the people in a nation go, so goes the nation. And sometimes we have to have difficult conversations. Sometimes we have to say things that are not popular. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the words that God has sent forth, a warning, the warnings he sent, and the good truth he sent has been largely ignored. It's been largely ignored. And trust me, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in if that were not true in the nation. That's what I mean. We wouldn't. So I ask and I pray, listen to the whole counsel of God. Listen to the whole counsel of God, not just part of it. We all have days and times where we need to be encouraged. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you never, ever want to be doing that all day, every day. Because that isn't balanced. And the job of Jeremiah, man, that was a tough job. That was hard. That was hard. But that's what God asked him to do, to tell the truth. Tell them they're in rebellion and they need to repent. There's a process for restoration. There's a process. And it's God's process, not ours. Not ours. See, Jeremiah was faithful in what he did. They, they asked him to pray. He did. And he didn't immediately come, for, come forth with the word of the Lord. He didn't immediately do it. He went and prayed and waited on God. And then when he gives the word, it isn't accepted. No, is it not accepted? I mean, they, they're vicious and they're attacked. <laughs> You're a liar. We don't believe you. You're working for the Babylonians, which basically is treason. Sometimes the words of God are hard. And that's because in the Christian culture today, generally speaking, not everywhere, but generally speaking, especially the popular Christian culture, we've created this idea. Everything's awesome. We're happy all the time. God never has a hard word for us. Well, you don't grow. You don't grow. And I'm not advocating that we accuse and we, you know, anything like that and we judge. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we haven't listened to the whole counsel of God in this nation. We haven't listened. We're still in rebellion. 
God in his grace still gives good things because he loves this nation. He loves his people. He wants restoration. But God doesn't compromise. God does not compromise on the truth. And neither should we. Open up your heart today. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. What you need to do. And when he tells you, don't be like these people here. Listen and obey. They got the word. What do we need to do? He gave them the word. But they disobeyed and refused to listen and do it. Listen, friend. What is God telling you to do today? What is he telling you to do? Don't wait. What is he telling you to do? And do it and obey. You don't ever know. You don't ever know what's going to happen and the blessing he's going to bring to you, your house, other people, the kingdom of God, or the nation. You don't know. There are so many Christians in this nation. You don't know the benefits obedience is going to bring. None of us know. Listen to what God has to say today. Be blessed and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.